you take the lead. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive right into this. So you came over here to record a podcast, which, by the way, if you're just joining us, is called "Tell Me Where to Turn." It can be found uh, on Twitter at Where to Turn Pod. This is our 86 episode. Glenn came over, said, "Start the recording." Put his microphone down and started eating tacos. Jack in the box tacos. So you still off the casa after your incident? Um, I haven't been back. That doesn't mean I won't go, but it's funny you kind of mentioned that because I'm uh, definitely living my best like 2008 lifestyle today, which started after, if you'll notice, I'm fully equipped. I was in the hospital today. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Today was my f- follow-up diagnostics and so blood work. A little and blood work? Yes. Was this blood work that required fasting before you went? It did. There was about five hours of fasting. Four hours of fasting. So what does that mean? You you got up at 2 o'clock in the morning and No, ate? I didn't go in until this afternoon. Oh, no. I was going to say, if you went in for like an 8 o'clock appointment, you got up at like 2 and had a hamburger, <laughs> so you were only oh. fasting for five hours? Yeah, so four hours I had... Um, little CT scan of the uh, of the area of the abdominal yeah of the bowel pretty much everything just throw it all in there so we did a little little contrast little IV contrast oh so they didn't make you drink it this time I had to drink something ahead of time the hour beforehand and then shortly before they do this they do the CT without it and then with it like the IV stuff. You okay, ever had that? Yeah, I have actually. I have actually. Makes you feel like you peed your pants? Yeah, it does. They warned me about that. Yeah. That's a funny that's funny. Yeah, I unfortunately, yes. I'm not as healthy as I appear. So we had that done and I got out of there and I hadn't eaten in like five hours. So straight to Chipotle. <laughs> Which Chipotle kind of sucks, man. I've uh I've always found it to be passable at best. We know their queso's terrible. The, the, the queso's garbage. And in a world where we've got Torchy's Tacos and Rusty Taco and Taco Ocho, just, there's just too many options. I mean, I, may, I might even go as far as to throw Freebirds in there, even though I don't particularly advocate for that restaurant. I haven't been to one of those in forever. I, I honestly hadn't been to Chipotle in I don't know how long. But... That was close to where I was, so I just stopped in. Somewhere near 75 and Forest. You might say that. Been to that Chipotle many times. Had a nice bowl. Um, no, wait. Was that's that a burrito before, bowl. Before or after Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a burrito bowl. Um, you get a drink, and I walk over there. They, don't, they have Mr. Pibb. <laughs> Who drinks Mr. Pibb? No one drinks Mr. Pibb. So things aren't going well for Chipotle, apparently. <sighs> Like, if I hadn't already paid and had my food, I may have just walked out. Because I passed a bueno to get there. But then, you, I, then you've already messed up. I know, but I thought, man, I've, I'm already about to live on the edge the rest of the evening. We need to, we need to not start right on the edge. I don't want to just completely derail your story, but you know, bueno's changed some things recently, too, not, and not for the better. They've changed their queso as well, and oh, no. it is significantly less appetizing. Is it just craft cheese they put in the microwave? It, it actually mm. one of the one of the most redeeming qualities of Bueno, and there are many, was that their queso really tasted good for fast food queso, and they have now kind of gone the mainstream route of just the 
bland, tasteless. It almost even kind of reminds me of Chipotle a little bit. Okay. My last uh, Bueno experience, which was about a month ago, was suboptimal. Really? Yeah, and I'm I'm disappointed because the uh, Mexi Dips and Chips was a staple in my diet, especially uh, 10, 15 years ago. Post-softball games. Oh, gosh. It was a weekly tradition there for a couple of years. Back, back uh, in the Heritage Yard days? Oh, yes. Oh, boy. So from there, I did what all generic white businessmen do went straight to a happy hour <laughs> so your day your day has so far included a blood test a ct scan chipotle and a happy uh, hour an iv an iv <laughs> a burrito the bowl false and sensation a happy of hour. peeing your pants now did you deliver and actually do it later no uh, not as of yet so then so let I, me see if i can guess the happy hour location uh, go ahead Dave and Buster's? No. It was no, I wouldn't have made it here. Um, no, it was some place called Tor Taco. It's in a building so, off, so off Ross and Pearl. I'm starting to... Uh, well, first of all, what are you doing down there? And second of all... Business. I know where your business takes place. It doesn't take any place anywhere near Ross and Pearl. We have a second location. But you had Chipotle, Tor Taco, and now Jack in the Box Taco... Well, all you I triple had, taco tonight. All I had there was some chips and guacamole, and some cocktails, and then I had an ultra. Oh, good! I've already had an ultra tonight. In fact, I just finished one right because, before you got here. Because you know what I did straight from the happy hour? Went for a, a rollerblade. I went to the gym. <laughs> I will never understand how you work out after consuming alcoholic beverages. I just. I feel like the uh, alcohol is a depressant of the central nervous system. How do you go deadlift after that? It was leg day. I don't know if that makes it any and easier or more difficult. For me, more difficult, but at least you didn't skip leg day. And then uh, Jack in the Box and then here. And here we are. And I'm going to eat a taco. Like I would love to just stop here, transcribe that, and then just hand it to like a random sampling of local dietitians and medical professionals and just see... At what point are they going to, you know, like count the red flags? And then at what point do you just stop and say, okay, that's enough? Because, you know, you know, when they when they do like a blood test, it's not necessarily a good idea to go immediately elevate your heart rate either. And it's certainly not a good idea to consume alcohol right after. You know, hold on. Let me get back on mic here. You have to talk into your microphone. So before the CT and give me the contrast and all that, the the. Uh, technician i think that's the proper term here he was like yeah um just make sure you have to over the next 24 48 hours just get plenty of fluids so you can get all the the the, con- the stuff we made you drink beforehand and then the stuff we're putting in you so you can flush all that and, out and you said i am 99 calories and five grams and of carb at a time i looked at him and i said so what's the alcohol policy on that he's like you have no idea how common, especially when we do these on Fridays, that I get asked that. And he said, noticed I just said fluids, any kind of fluids you want, because any of it will flush that stuff out of you. Not that, this is good for that you. That seems but, like really poor medical advice. Oh, I didn't, it's not recommending it, but there's no, hey, be sure you don't have a bunch of Crown Royal because it combines with the contrast and it will make your heart explode. I just remember two or three episodes ago and you're sitting in the same seat you're sitting in now and you're looking so just meek and your color's terrible and you're 
kind of hunched over and you're going, man, I haven't had a drink. I, you know, I'm still getting these pains and things are going to be different now. You know, I, I, I've got a second chance at life and I'm, I'm taking it seriously. We fast forward from that to now here we are today and you're, you're just basically trying everything you can to create another intestinal malfunction. I mean, other, th- other than going to Long John Silver's, I don't know what else you could have done. I'm going to recant and repent from it all on my deathbed. Like, right, I'm going to time it perfectly. Right as they're sliding you back into that MRI machine the next time. Like, so what did the doctor say as far as when will you hear the results of everything that happened today? Oh, I have an appointment tomorrow morning. That seems rather speedy for them to turn all that stuff. said in this day and age, within a couple hours... The doctor would have everything for my appointment tomorrow. Interesting. I don't control science. I just I just live in it. Boy, as cocky as you're being tonight, what if you get real bad news tomorrow? I have we thought about this? I haven't, you know. You're gonna like call me and be, you're gonna call me and be like, man, we go ahead and just delete the first ten minutes of the <laughs> delete, show. Delete. <laughs> um <laughs> No, because I, I the mower of lawns <laughs> demand that we delete this immediately. <laughs> Um, I've not had any intense episodes like before, but I have had the occasional just kind of, you know, little abdominal pain, side stitch type feeling now and then. And I'm kind of like, oh, what's going on here? And I don't know if maybe... Then you just eat another taco and... Uh, I mean, I've, for a while I was being much more careful about it, but... And what are you drinking here? It's a chocolate shake. So you got... <laughs> Yeah, tacos and a chocolate milkshake. Seems pretty normal oh, to me. Joy. Joy, joy, joy. But uh, no, lately, no, because this week I've had tacos and pizza. So that bland diet's che- right out the window. Cheeseburgers. Yeah. We're, we're not having... All the major food groups. Basically. Not having broth. Not in, not in recent weeks, so... So yeah, um, Twitter. You can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11. You can find me at Tommy2 underscore zero. You can find the show at Where to Turn Pod, but I think I already said that. I'm, there's not another guy in here. No, the other guy is in Minnesota. What do you think about this movie? Giant Jaws. Oh, is this a, uh, is this a TV movie? No, that's theater. Oh. It's about a megalodon. I don't watch enough commercials. I've never seen that before. It looks really terrible. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't change anything uh, based on what I just saw. You been to the movies lately? Not in a while. Saw Deadpool two last week. The last thing I saw was the Black Panther. Okay, that's good. But uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, so was Deadpool good? I like it. Yeah, there's a there's a guy I know that was was ready to fight anybody that w- wouldn't agree that it was the best movie ever made. So I mean, I I'm a big. Uh, Ryan Reynolds fan, so as we all are. To me, that's the determining the determining factor. If you don't think he's funny, you would quite literally be a moron for going to see the movie because it's all just him being funny the whole time. It's a vehicle for his comedy. Right. Perfect fit. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Um and we've been watching some other stuff that I think you wanted to to visit, at least touch on briefly. Well, yeah, I've been on a little bit of a documentary kick on Netflix. 
I started, um, I think it's called the, the Keepers, but I'm not ready to review that one yet. I've only about an episode in. And then I'm also watching this really interesting documentary on Showtime called Billions. It's not called Red Shoe Diaries? No, but I'm about five episodes into this movie, or this doc, Billions. It is fascinating. You really like it? The first five episodes, man, I am I am all in on the first five episodes. Now, I've heard, so my friend... Uh, Actually, a guy that you've met before at the dirt track, he he is the one that um, was just beating me down for six months to watch the show. And then when I finally started watching. He was like, oh, "Yeah, after the first two seasons, it kind of tapers off." And I was like, "Oh, great!" Because I mean, I mean, I texted him after watching the first five, and I was like, "I was like, man, I'm so all in on the show." It's been great so far. How many Metallica appearances have there been? Well, the last episode I watched, which was the fifth episode, he uh, goes to a Metallica concert in Montreal. The entire band is in it, including... Uh, so what's the... James Hatfield's the lead singer? Yeah. He has an extended cameo where they have a conversation. He gets to watch him sound check backstage with the entire band. It's... Like, was it... It's a big, it's a big player, and he has worn a Metallica T-shirt several times in other yeah. episodes. All of that's the one thing I've heard about the show, and people that have seen it and don't really like it thought that that was extremely forced, like the whole appearance episode and everything. I but didn't I haven't feel that seen way. it. No, I, I, his character is just great. His his name on the show is Bobby Axelrod. Okay, such a and he he's the uh, president and CEO of Axe Capital. That works. You should uh, actually. It'd be pretty funny because I think it, it might be a, a sleeper show for the for uh, for us to review later. You you might really get a kick out of it. Showtime. Yeah. I don't have Showtime. Well, let's talk after the show. I might be able to give you a username and password that could change your life. I have to download an app. Yeah, you might have to download an app on your smart TV. But does it have does it have like show and browser history on there? Yeah, we can uh, we can table talk that afterwards. Okay, but no, but I I started I started on the uh, actually heard about it on the ticket and then quickly blasted through on Netflix the entire Wild Wild Country documentary. And I haven't started it, but I, I really intended to at least get into the first couple episodes, yeah, but I haven't yet. I'm going to try to be careful when I explain it because I really want you to experience a lot of this. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it. I will say though that. Um, and, and I think I found this to be the case with a lot of the really good de- documentaries. You know, even making a murderer to an extent is is, is like they the material is so great that there's really not an ending that could pay off the the great part of where it starts. So you know, even even this show, you know, it's flat at the end. You know, there's just not a there's not a uh, Koresh sets the whole compound oh, on fire God. and or did he? I mean, is it because there are just questions that are left unanswered? No, they they tie most of it off. It's just the there's not a, a a singular incident that's the resolution of the whole thing. The kind of how it it unravels and unwinds is over a period of time, and I think that you know that differentiates it from like say Waco, yeah. where it's all you know everything that happened builds to this culmination and. and 
actually this this cult that it's about it's about is still around today, which is interesting. Well, but the premise of it is fascinating. So there's this this guy, and he's I guess the official title is a guru. You know, he's, he's your typical like you know Indian guy with a long beard and white flowing robes and also the name of uh, a bad Mike Myers movie the guru oh I've never seen that never seen that no it's got Justin Timberlake in it I, I think he what is his name um, he plays a hockey player whose name is like Jacques cock Lagrand or something like that I can't remember what it is exactly no doubt Mike Myers made that name up it, in the yes script. it has like uh so we don't get a full guru review. It's a terrible movie, but it has like two or three genius parts. And one of them is, uh, if I remember correctly, the Maple Leafs are playing the Kings in the Stanley Cup finals. And they're showing like a TV broadcast, which, you know, they're it's kind of satirical of a real one. And one of the parts is they show like the, you know, they go to the the screen and they show the logos for the teams or whatever. Right. And like the... <laughs> The logo for the Kings, which is the same one they use, but then suddenly it is armed with a machine gun or an automatic weapon, which it's holding sideways and starts shooting the Maple Leafs logo. That's the only part I laughed in in the whole movie. So stupid. He's got his he's got his cult in uh, India, and they they say in the if you read the literature on this, they they call it a sex cult. But it's not really a sex cult. It's more just like a hippie cult where they were pretty free and easy with sex stuff. But it wasn't it wasn't built around just like yeah. crazy deviant sex stuff. Now there was plenty of that that went on. But what it was is really just is just a way for these, you know, hippie 1970, you know, late 1970s people to go and live in this like communal hippie lifestyle and they're they're doing it in India and, and he's the the main guy the guru uh, what's his name Osho Osho okay he's he's very you know he's very soft spoken but he's surrounded himself with some interesting characters the the most interesting is a lady named Sheila who's very young when it starts as kind of his business manager and they're they're starting to realize that there's a lot of money because a lot of these people that come to this cult are like the children of wealthy. American parents, you know, there. This is not like you know your typical. Like well, Tibbs wasn't there. Let's put it that way. But that's what you need to keep one of these going. You got to have somebody with right, money, right? So they, so they're monetizing this already, but they they run afoul of the Hindu religion, which is obviously the, you know, their number one with the little uh, asterisks by them where they're going to get a first round buy in India. <laughs> So how did they run afoul of them? They open up a burger chain or something? <laughs> Just some of the some of the teachings were a little uh, you know, with the especially with the sex stuff were a little out there. So they they realized in order to grow and continue on that they needed to get out of India. So the guru uh, Osho uh, There's a lot of people that need to do that. <laughs> I know one man who doesn't want them coming here. And I mean no offense. Uh, no. It's not my my take on it. Yeah. Just he's not your president. Yeah. But he sends Sheila on this this quest, and she kind of travels around Europe in different places, looking for somewhere that they can relocate this. And she finds in Oregon that there's these there's this this kind of 
ranch and hundreds of acres of land for sale. And she's able to negotiate a, a price and buys the buys the land and and they pretty much just lift this entire core of the cult out of India and a lot of these people are from America anyways or American citizens so they just fly home and they kind of reconstitute it in Oregon and it's it's adjacent to this really small town that only has about 40 or 50 people that live in it but they come in and do just massive construction and they build all these buildings and they and they're basically like building their own city and the people in the town, like at first, are okay with it, and then they're starting to get a little skeptical because the the people all dress in these weird, like red and pink outfits, and you know it's it's definitely cultish looking, and they start to cause a little bit of trouble. So the the cult realizes that they've got the people in the city so outnumbered that the next time that they have a local election, they just run cult members for all the city council seats. And win the election, take over the they take over the like jurisdiction of the town. So then they uh, change the name of the town to some crazy Indian name. They rename all the streets after the guru, and like and it's like these poor people that live there are just like the most stereotypical just oh, no. Trump voters you'd ever meet, you oh, know. No. And, and of course they're showing news clips from back in the day, and like political correctness was not even on the radar in like the late seventies, no. early eighties. So you know. The the cult is contending, like, based on the Constitution, that they have freedom to practice religion, and they haven't broken any laws because they followed, like, election laws, and, and, like, the people in Oregon are literally just looking to, like, invalidate a totally legal election, right. you know, just, just because just, they, don't, they don't like those people right. from India, you know, and, and so you, you kind of have this just hilarious uh, back and forth. Well, what starts happening is that in order to force the cult out, like, the... Uh, the county that they're in starts, you know, sending building code inspectors up there and just doing anything they can just harassing to them. shake them down. Yeah. So what the cult decides they need to do is start winning county elections, but they're going to need more people than they have to do that. So the idea they have is they're going to go to all the major cities. So they go to Houston and Los Angeles and Seattle, and they just grab as many homeless people as they can find. Okay. Because they need to get their numbers up. So they're going to they're gonna bring all these homeless people up to their beautiful hippie commune where it's free love and free sex and everybody's and got fun. plenty And they got plenty of money to fund this. Oh, yeah. And the, oh, and gosh, Osho has so much money. He has like a dozen Rolls Royces that he just has parked there just in case he needs them that they never use. I mean, he's got a... They built an airfield up there. He's got his own plane. Wow. So, I mean, they're, they're doing fine. But it's hilarious because... They don't realize that bringing in thousands of homeless people is a bad idea. So this is one of the things they end up getting in trouble for in the end. Well, the homeless people get there and then they start like, you know, doing violent things. Because before it's just, you know, peaceful, like, you know, every, everybody fits into this ecosystem. And now these, these homeless people are, are disrupting it all, but they have to keep them around like until this election happens. So they get they can get this election rigged. So their idea is, it, it, this sounds like something that, that uh, the guru comes up with, is we're going to have a party and we're going to give them all free beer, but they're going to lace the beer with like a sedative. Yeah. <laughs> so they can just basically keep them like tranked out with like, with like poisoned beer, basically. Great idea. So the, the whole plan just completely backfires. They end up having to just like load all these tranked homeless people in buses and they just take them to Seattle and just dump them out. <laughs> So their homeless population like increases by you know wide margin. So 
did is that what really got them on the uh I don't want to say the government's radar, but not exactly. They do something else, and I don't want to spoil this because it's so shocking and so ridiculous. But they they basically stage a retaliatory attack against the greater county area because they feel like they're being mistreated. I heard about some of this. And the way they do it is so awesome, but also just so filthy, yeah. dirty. But they... Um, they yeah. So you've heard. You know what it is. Well, there was one of them. They they didn't poison like local food places, but they put stuff in there that made people sick. Yeah. So what they did is they got a strain of E. coli, which is actually pretty dangerous. And they you know they more or less weaponized it. They 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 put it into a form and they sent their people to go visit all the local restaurants that had salad bars. And they had these things rigged up in their sleeves where they just sprayed the chemical that they had developed on all the salad bars. So everybody that ate at any of these like four or five restaurants got like just ridiculous diarrhea. And they they sickened like hundreds and hundreds of people. And that, you know, that's where it started to unravel because pretty that's sure, pretty sure that's illegal. That's bioterrorism, but yeah. uh, before that was even a term. But uh, but yeah, that's where in what 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 the narrative of this thing was is that once that they pissed everybody off, like the county's not going to let go. Like they're not going to relent until they get them and they're going to nail them on whatever technicality they can. So they're just, they're just all up in their grill. Yeah. And the whole, the whole thing plays out through the court system and through, you know, all these elaborate things. But what, what I really found fascinating about the whole show was that there's a lot of people that were prominent figures in the cult that are still alive and doing fine. You know, it wasn't, It wasn't like, again, like the Branch Davidians where there's not a lot of people that were there. And here they are in 2018. And when they talk about it, they're still brainwashed, man. And they haven't been in the cult in, you know, 30 years. And they're still talking about it in just completely just cooked out brainwashed terms. It's crazy. I think we saw the Branch Davidians that were still around in the same way. Yeah, it's really, really a fascinating look into how people can be duped that badly so have you heard about this uh and we're talking about stuff that i think a lot of people may have already seen or at least heard about but the documentary evil genius i've heard about it that's netflix about the pizza bomber as soon as i finish the the nuns the keeper that's gonna be next in the list so last week there was one day not iliitis related but have you people you've talked to whether it's social media I've seen a lot of people that have said, man, I woke up today and I had a slight fever and body aches and fatigue and whatever, and I don't know why I'm sick, but I'm sick. So anyway, I had that. Yeah. Well, when you feel like that tomorrow, I'm going to play back yeah. the first of this podcast and say, this is why you feel bad. Some people call it like a immunovirus. Well, I hope you don't get that. Starts dude. with an H. <laughs> Seems to have a common hope you don't symptom get, hope you don't get diagnosed what? with that tomorrow um but i had that one day last week and was just kind of in bed and it was just, really just one day yeah huh. didn't want to get out of bed till like one in the afternoon and then what i did after i got out of bed was i got maybe some soup maybe a gatorade and i got in a recliner and watched six episodes i think okay. of evil genius all back to back so you're familiar with this story at all? I'm familiar with it because I watched the trailer. And the- you at least know about the pizza bomber. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And you know what happens to the pizza bomber? 
I didn't know until I watched the. Okay. But I, how did I? What year was it that, that happened? Two thousand three. How did I miss that? Up in it's in Pennsylvania. Were you aware of it when it happened? Yeah, because it was big, big talk on the ticket. You were still in school. Uh, that's probably what it was. I was I was not listening to the ticket. That then. was the problem. I was still in college. True. I was not. I was going to happy hours at the gym. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it you see all this footage from the original heist and how how the guy that had the bomb around his neck, it looks like he's just got like this giant neck brace on because they put this T-shirt over him. So like the thing is... Right, sticking off his well, neck and, and his chest, and so the T-shirt sticks out like this well, far. Yeah, I it mean, looks ridiculous. bomb technology was not what it is now. No, obviously. Um, and it is weird. He goes. He has these instructions. He's supposed to go rob the bank for a quarter of a million dollars. Which, if you just walk into a Chase or a Wells Fargo, they ain't gonna have a quarter million dollars. There is buddy. no way. He gets like eight grand. And then he had all these instructions to go here, go here, go here, go here, and eventually you'll find the key that'll, you know, you'll be able to undo the bomb and get it off of you. Which sounds like the wasn't that like basically the premise of speed? <laughs> no, there was a, uh, I don't know how many years later. I think it was several years later. Have you ever seen the movie Thirty Minutes or Less? No. It's got Aziz Ansari, <laughs> and I think it's don't quote me, but I think it's Michael Sarah. Okay. And the premise is one of those two guys gets like taken by some criminals or something. Like they're a pizza delivery guy and they put like this, it's more of like a vest bomb on them. And then they have a certain period of time to, I, don't, I can't even remember if it is rob a bank. They had to do something. But it's basically a comedy that's built around this tragic event. But it was based on that. Oh, there's no doubt. It's probably one of those things that the creator was like, no, I just thought of this all my, on yeah. my own. I've never heard of this story before. No. So it's fascinating. It's six episodes. The pizza bomber thing is only the first one. And just a uh, <laughs> quick... That was scary. A quick spoiler. That's the creepiest thing I've seen in a long time. Oh, um, it's like, is there a spider crawl up on that? <laughs> So, quick spoiler, the pizza bomber doesn't, he doesn't make it. Yeah, no, that's, that was the spoiler that I knew. And I didn't know that until, until uh, recently. But. And it essentially shows it. But the thing is, it doesn't like blow his head off. But he's mortally wounded when it goes off. So he has a bomb to his neck and it doesn't blow his head off. No. Hmm. I'm not going to go further because, I again, we, won't, yeah, well, we don't want to get into spoiler it. alerts. Yeah, I want to watch it. But then you start there, and that's just episode one, the heist. And then that leads into the dead body, which is not the guy who was the pizza bomber. And then you get six hours of all this just being revealed bit by bit. And you talk about they always fall a little bit flat. This one doesn't... I don't think this one falls flat altogether. It's more because there are folks involved that never really had to answer and or pay or whatever for their involvement or what they knew and things like that because circumstances occurred 
where they kind of got out of it. By dying. Uh, perhaps. No spoilers. Per- perhaps that or, or maybe other, but yeah, probably primarily that. So yeah, it's really good. I definitely uh, recommend and maybe we could revisit it briefly. The other one that I've been watching, I just finished, I think last night. Um, you ever watch Last Chance You? No, but I'm interested in that. It's basically I've heard about like it. Hard Knocks and All or Nothing. Right. Except but just for more Coach Taylor later seasons. It's a Dylan West. It's a, it's a junior college, but it's like the premier football junior college program in the country. Right, but it's for for people that have had some issues, right? That might be offensive. What you just said. Um Yeah, I mean that's uh that's a lot of it. It's players that like the guy that put the bomb collar on the pizza man played there. Yeah, that could be a uh could be a possibility. Yeah. But it's it's players that have failed out of a division 1 school or failed a few drug tests or had an incident or it could be as simple as the first season there's a guy who was the year that Florida State won the national championship, he was the backup to Jameis Winston who was a freshman at the time, and he was also a freshman, and he was like, yeah, I'm not going to sit around here for three years. I'm going to go – he was going to go play here, and then that would be the springboard to another major program. So you have guys like that that are there. It takes place – the JUCO's in Mississippi, and it's in this small town that the school's there. Otherwise, there's only like 500 people that live there. And it seems like they – like interview and involve like not everybody, but several people, several of the townsfolk. And the cast of characters are great. And it goes over two different two different seasons. It's very well done. There's there's two seasons of the show where that yeah. covers two seasons the, of football. Both. Okay. So the the first one that came out was the two thousand fifteen season and the second Second one was about the 2016 season. And they're actually about to come out with a third season, but it's a different school this time around. But it's still called Last Chance U. Yeah. Um, And it's going to be a little bit different because the school it's going to be about this time is, I can't remember what the real catch about it is, but they're not necessarily like a powerhouse. Because in the second season, they had one episode that they did almost the whole thing about this big program's opponent and their opponent hadn't won a game in like three and a half years or something like that. And like the feedback they got was that was our favorite episode of the whole season. It was about this school that was terrible, but you get to know the coaches and the players and you, I don't, I don't it was just more appealing because the school is really good. They're quite cocky and attitudinal I too. Now you. they're really good and they're and tell through both, uh, seasons like I went way back and forth whether it's the head coach or a lot of the players involved like I'm watching it and I'm like I really I really like that guy I don't you know one of the players I don't recall hearing his name in recent years but I hope he went on to something great and then like later in the season I'm like I hope that guy gets kicked out of school <laughs> and he never touches a football field again because he's just an ass and the same thing with the coach who I thought like had a great approach and the way that he uh you know coached the kids and got on to them also motivated them and then he went at the end of the first season I was like this guy's an idiot 
And then season two, I was kind of back and forth on him as well, just the way he treats the players. So, so you didn't do any research to see if any, any of those guys ended up... It's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> so I did. I'm not going to give you any names because you might eventually watch it. But what do you mean you're not going to give me any names? No, we'll we'll let you. You know, it's self discovery. Okay. But at the end of each season that I watched, I at the end of the documentary itself or the series of each season, like the primary players they focused the most on, it would be like, you know, John Franklin went on to he went to Auburn the next year, and he started the first game, and then he didn't start again, and then he did he went undrafted in the NFL. Like you'll get that type of update. Um, some just go to small schools. One guy got kicked out of Texas Tech and ended up going back. He went there and then he got accepted back to Texas Tech. Well, there was one, I finished season two and there was one guy who was a really great prospect, but he had some issues with the coaching staff that kind of soured the recruiting process. He ended up at like this small division two school when he's really better than that, Mm -hmm. but Hey, that's what happened. So got to work today, and I'm like, I'm going to look at, let's see what happened with that guy. See what his stats are. See if he's still at this small school. First headline I see from, uh, I think, late last summer, this guy and his brother uh, indicted on uh, homicide charges in the stabbing murder of an 18-year-old kid. Okay. All right. I'm like, "That's, that's unfortunate. It's not, it wasn't in the plan, <laughs> but it's very well done. And what, and what is it on? It's on Netflix as on well. On Netflix, okay. And it's only seven, eight episodes for each season. So, I mean, it's something I, I mean, you can honestly no, fly I, through it in a week. I, I blew through All or Nothing and really enjoyed it. So I'm kind of in a football mode right now. Give it a shot. So the, the Wild Wild Country, is yep. that what it is? Yep. So the, I, that one's on my list, and then the other one, and it's funny because I don't know if you saw it because I think you are back on Twitter again, but Gustav sent us something that he found that it was like a like a flyer from uh, Jim Jones, so in Jonestown and all that. I think there's a pretty lengthy documentary on Netflix about that whole deal. Oh, I'm very interested in that. Yeah. Because Jonestown gets referenced in Wild Wild Country, too. Yeah. Because as is seemingly the line in every show, the authorities were worried they might have another Jonestown on their hands. That one might be very possible that one's next on my list. I got to see what's on there, how long, how how many episodes, that type of thing. But See how bad a news you get from the doctor tomorrow to see how much time you're going to have Yeah, that's true. On this earth, what can I watch in in six months? Yeah. That's not really funny because I'm kind of thinking something might be going on now. <laughs> okay, well, at least you have that on the record. Then if it does happen, we can we can say, like, well, he knew. That's true. He would have he would have wanted us to go on with the podcast. Hey, so have you have you got any inkling yet about how much this whole thing's going to cost you? Oh, yeah. Oh, so um, you know? Well, I've been billed for some things so far. That's pretty fast for the medical industry. Yeah. You'll probably um, still be getting bills six months from now, but probably so. I was, uh, I will just say, I don't know if I've, and to your point, I probably haven't received everything. Plus, I just had another scan today. 
Yeah, that imaging can get expensive. But uh, so far, there's a comma as far as what I'm responsible well, of for. Of course there would be. But like there's barely a comma. So then, then you haven't got all the you haven't got the full poll yet. Yeah. Cuz you ain't you ain't getting uh out of an emergency room for less than 2500 out of pocket. So You think so? Oh no. I know so. <laughs> well, and plus you stayed overnight, didn't you? No, 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 no. you didn't stay. Overnight. It was outpatient. That that's a big That's a big that saves you a lot of money no, because I agree. patient days, man. That's just a that's just a fixed cost. Well, and then that's even from their end. I guess they could get around it if if it's truly an emergency, but they've got to go and justify if they're admitting me. They've got to justify to the insurance that that needed to be done too. And as I think as long as you're there 2359 or less, then it's just outpatient. Yep. So, yeah, we're not overnight. So we're not having to. You're not. You're not uh, in danger of losing all the DraftKings money yet, which is what I hoped would happen. I'm only slowly losing that through DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm having a really good month, and it's because I've started playing more. Yeah, isn't that funny? Because I I've always of the three of us, I've always played the least. I mean, we play every day, but I play the least. Well, I see the screenshots. Yeah, I play one or two a day, and, I, and and Dave plays fifty or sixty a day. And I'm, I've, over the last three years, I've elevated from playing one to two teams to four or five, and now I'm in the. I, I think today was only like a handful, but I'm in like the anywhere from ten to twenty. Yeah. I mean, I had fifteen last night. Yeah, no. So I've I play I've been playing between twenty and fifty every day. And I'm playing in the dollar contest usually when I play fifty, and I'm playing the two dollar with twenty. So I'm not, I'm not like, but I'm, I'm probably sinking, you know, between fifty and seventy five yeah. in it a day. Yeah. It, but I, it's enabled me to actually start playing a little bit of a legitimate strategy rather than just trying to hit the one thing that happens. Right. But I've, uh, I now you know I've paid for some upgraded, you know, features on the Nerd, which has helped a lot. So I'm doing the whole, you know. I'm uploading lineups from Excel now. I'm not entering anything in the app. Unless you need it to project good pitching for you. It's not real good at that. Well, I kind of have another method for pitching, but I can go in and set, you know, exposure limits on the pitchers. So I'm doing that and then I'm using several different methods. So I'm I'm running like four different scenarios through there where I'm I'm running projections that are really weighted towards what the batters have done in the last seven days. And then I'm running ones that are based on season ceilings and floors. And then I'm running ones based on, you know, stacks and weather, but, but combining all those together. So where I'm getting a little bit of everything. So every night something's working yeah. and, and working really well. I mean, I almost hit really big today. I, I was essentially two and a half points. Like I needed one more hit from, yeah. from hitting a, a real big today. No, I, I know You've been you've done the same thing over the last month, but in those really big two and four dollar tournaments, we've both been edging on something big because I finished one of them was last night. I you know I think in the four dollar there's like seventeen thousand people, and I think I finished fifty sixth, which it only paid fifty bucks. But right. I mean I was one ninth inning three run homer from probably winning yeah. ten times that or more. Yeah, and I've done that at least once a week the last three weeks, finishing the top 100 of that contest. So we're going to have another story before season's oh, I, end. I fully believe it. I, I mean, today, so I was sitting in 
late in the day, I was sitting in second place in the in the um, in the two dollar one. So I was winning five hundred dollars. Yeah, thousand. It was a, it was a smaller slate because it was a short field of or a short slate of games. So I was sitting there about halfway through the two late games in second. But there was people behind me that had bats, you know. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm having to fade everything, and and you know, and then I'm I'm of course I'm you know at work, and then about every ten or fifteen minutes I'm looking at it, and then I jump from second to fourth, and I think I ended up like seventeenth, and won fifty bucks. But you know, it was like one of those things where I'm only three like three points out of second, and I and the guy in first ended up running away at the end. But I mean, for a long time I was one point behind him. And we're talking like, yeah, I mean, one more hit somewhere, a yeah. stolen base somewhere, and I'm, I'm, we're talking, yeah, winning, winning the thing this afternoon. Yeah. And I'd had several permutations of the lineup that I got in 14th. So then I'm, you know, I'm finishing 14th, and I'm also finishing 100th, 150th, 200th, 300th. So I'm popping, you know, five, you know, I think it started at like 10, and then several four dollar hits, and you know, you add it all yeah, together. You know, and I invested, I think I invested, you know, whatever, 40 bucks in it and, you know, cashed 100 over over 100 back out of it. So if anybody out there is actually still playing and using any of this advice, I think that's the the best way to go. I don't necessarily do that every night, but just to take here are my, you know, maybe one pitcher you really like and three, four, five batters and have all those consistent within several lineups and then just rotate a bunch of other whether it's stacking teams or other individuals yeah because if you to win the whole tournament or finish the top five you got to hit on everything you you can't miss a thing but if you do hit the majority of your batters and one of the two pitchers nobody gets blown up yeah you're you're not gonna you're not gonna win Five hundred, a thousand, five thousand dollars, but you might have ten entries that all win two to three times their value, and then all of a sudden, if you're in for twenty and you come out at seventy three, that's probably gonna be a pretty good night. Yep. Well, no, I think I sent it to you guys, but I played on Friday night. I played fifty, and that was the night that Corey Seager got forty points by himself, and I had him in almost every lineup. I mean, I I mean, I played fifty lineups, and he was in seventy percent of them. Yeah. So pretty much every lineup he's in was in the money. I mean, if so if you think about that, you know, he's he's one of your keystones in every lineup. He goes off for 40, you're you're just you're just hoping you can build something around him and I didn't I didn't hit it perfect, but I hit enough no. to have a big night. But if it's a there's 12 games tonight and it's a so the ownership is spread out already and a guy like that is not normally that popular. So if he's only eight percent of the teams have him on there. I mean, you're gonna have that's a big yeah differentiator. You see, the reverse of that's what killed me today is because Goldschmidt hit another. Uh, I don't know if he had a home run or if it was a two RBI triple or something, but he did it late in the game. And I, mean, of course, at this point, I've got push alerts on. When I saw that come across, I was just like, "Crap!" You know, like could it have been anybody but him? You know, because everybody's gonna play him, especially yeah. in those cheap contests because he's a name. You know, right. he's got name value, and yeah, sure enough. He hits that, and I get passed by ten guys. You know, where if you know maybe it's Kettle Marte or somebody <laughs> like that. You know, we're we're doing a little better on that. But yeah, that's that's thought, what you don't want to see when you're trying to hang on to a lead. Is who would have thought that. we would get a Kettle Marte <laughs> reference on this episode? But man, I'm trying. I'm man. trying. All right, so we've covered uh, TV. Oh, a wrestling note that I was gonna throw at you. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. 
Have you looked at Hulk Hogan's Twitter within the last week and a half, two weeks? No. Nothing like Me Too or anything oh, like okay. that. But I think it was not this past weekend, but the weekend before. But he, <laughs> he, he posted a picture of himself. I think it was himself and, and Bam Margera. And it said, like, Bam, man, just really been... Th-. He said, I've been really thinking about this guy and just really missing him. Rest in peace or something like that. Brother? So, yes, <laughs> obviously, brother. So he had Bam Margera and Ryan Dunn mixed up. So they had to come back and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Bam Margera's still alive. It was the other guy that died in the fiery crash. You know what's bad is my I thought, bad brother. I thought Bam Margera was dead. You did really? I just thought you were making a making a reference of Hulk Hogan and odd pop culture. Are you familiar with the Ryan Dunn death? Was it recent? No, this was. I, I really thought Bam eight was years dead. Ago? Who else? Who else on that show died? I don't think anybody. Is Steve-O did. dead? No, Steve O's alive. Okay. I saw Steve O do stand up comedy one time. So what happened to Ryan Dunn? He and a friend were leaving some bar and they were driving down the highway where it was like 60 mile an hour speed limit. He was going, they estimate, 130 miles an hour in his his sports car. He was driving a modified (laughs) late model. (laughs) And uh, I believe his alcohol level was two to three times over the uh, legal limit. And the road like curved and he didn't curve with it. Mm. And they went through, I don't know if they went, I don't think they went through the guardrail. I think they hit it and it then launched them up in the air into this like forest area where the car hit a tree and basically just burst into flames. Oh, so that's, yeah. Not going to leave a pretty corpse there, huh? No, I don't think it was hey, there's a Bubba open Watson's casket. At the game. Yeah, he is. Noted long driver. So if they ever make another Jackass movie, we're down. Brother. We're down one cast member. So we got any emails or tweets or anything? Um, emails. All right. Yeah, let me look here. You'll just fill this time later with some musical just, You know, maybe just kind stuff. of... Play the best of the show while you're looking it up. Uh, Joey sent us an email. It said, "It says, have y'all ever seen a ghost before?" Well, when you walked in here the day after <laughs> Iliitis, I, I, that's the closest I've ever come. Um, yeah, my wife did say that on that day that my whole complexion was some sort of gray color it was you looked you looked like conservatively 10 years older i've never seen you look old before but you looked old that day and i think it was because your complexion had gone to maybe so you know the iliitis had sucked all the color out of your it was taking the life out of me yeah have i ever seen a ghost before um no not anything i really thought was a ghost now, when you're a kid, you ever laying laying in bed at night as a kid, and there's like a maybe you had a night light or a lamp, and then there's like something else in the room, and you're looking at it, and you're freaking out because you still think it's ha- some it still, being. Still happens, pal. Really? Oh yeah. I I've, I've never. I mean, recently I've never had anything like that. Occasionally, 
I'll have like a dream that just seems too real. And in the dream, I like wake up and someone's standing next to my bed and then I'll wake up, but immediately like scoot back, like get in like defense position and then realize that no one's there. I've done that a couple times. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever, I've never seen. Yeah, no, I've, I feel like if I had seen a ghost, that would have been, tell me where to turn episode one. Tommy sees a ghost, <laughs> tells his story. No, I can't think of... I mean, it would be kind of unacceptable if I waited till episode 86 <laughs> to be like, oh, Glenn, did I ever tell you about that time I saw a ghost? But, um... So we took a little family trip the weekend, right before Memorial Day weekend, into that week, and then, and then that weekend, through that weekend, to East Texas. We stayed in Mount Pleasant and in Jefferson. Boy... Jefferson, Texas, they want you to know how many guns they have. They just got t-shirts. One, this guy had a t-shirt that instead, instead of saying Tupac, it said, it said, I, I guess I pock, but I pack, I like, pack. I'm, like I'm carrying, because it had a picture of the gun, it was, it was an eye, but it was a gun. I was just like, are you serious? This is, this is the world that we live in. It's Jefferson, man. But anyway, apparently it's not the place that we stayed, but apparently they have places that are haunted there. So we were talking to some people um, that hadn't been there, but other places that were reportedly haunted. And we got this. I'm trying to figure out who, remember who told me this story, but they uh, they stayed at this place and it was this this couple and they had, their, their kid was like a teenager at the time. And he was staying in this room. They're like, yeah, that's the haunted room. Or no, 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 they didn't tell him anything about it. And so they stay there the first night. And this kid, who's like 16 at the time, so it's not like he's a, you know, a little kid or anything like that, he walks out of that room. They're going to eat breakfast. And they can see their kid just looks basically what you look like if you don't sleep all night. Right. And he's all ragged, bags under his eyes. And they're like, what is wrong with you? He's like, I didn't sleep the whole night. I was like, well, are you sick or whatever? And he was like, no, I didn't sleep all night, and I'm not staying in that room again. I'm not going back in there. They're like, what is wrong? And so he said that uh, he's laying there. He's hearing, like, some creaks and some weird noises, and he felt like he heard, like, somebody. He didn't hear footsteps, but he could feel a presence within the room. And then all of a sudden, the TV turns on with the volume on as loud as you can get it. And so he jumps up, you know, he probably has panic and all that, can't find the remote. He goes over, he turns the TV off, you know, just hits power button or whatever. Goes back and lays down. Period of time passes. It happens again. He goes over and turns it off again. Why he didn't unplug the that's, TV, I have no that's idea. My, uh, that's my next question. Why didn't you unplug it? But he said that happened at least twice, and he just had that feeling the whole time that something was going on. And he said he didn't fall asleep the entire night. So he may have experienced oh. some sort of ghost. Maybe we'll have him on the podcast, or maybe we can just give him Joey's email address and we just skip the podcast that's a good entirely. Idea. That's a good idea. All right. Um, I've seen the movie Ghost. I haven't, even, I haven't even seen that. I think it holds up. I mean, it's got Swayze in it. You kidding yeah, me? Can't go wrong there. You ever seen Roadhouse? Yeah. Okay. Well, you are a true American. Yeah. All right. The next one is uh, from Gustav. 
and it's entitled Tommy Working Blue. So he says, I enjoyed the recent Lamb of God episode. I would have enjoyed it more if Dave's half-dead leg hadn't kept him from showing up till the last quarter. He didn't watch the movie. That's another problem. If, even if he was there... He was there, he, he wouldn't was, have contributed anything because he didn't watch it. No. If he's not recording phone calls to pre-workout distributors, he's yeah, not really doing he's anything. Not adding any value at this point. He says, but I thoroughly enjoyed hearing Tommy talk about some chick in some bands of the JJ. And he asked, were you prepared for this? And was Kim's vagina on the run sheet? <laughs> no, that was spontaneous. Yeah, you brought that up. Totally no, it, what's, what's funny is I w- had wanted to tell you guys that right after it happened. And like, I've been mean, like, I was going to like text you guys and tell you that. And then I thought, no, I don't want to tell him that because I want to tell him during the show. And then I forgot. <laughs> and then when you started talking about the wall of death, it all came back in a rush. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> and then what I thought of, because you always think about stuff like that later and then things that you wish you would have said or whatever. I just wondered if that's carried on into the house now and if that's how Mrs. Tommy like separates the kids when they get into a fight or whatever. All right, you, you're on this side. This this is the line. Yeah. You're on this side. We're going to draw an imaginary line right here. Mrs. Tommy was there for that. She, she Um, looked, uh, she looked at me after that and was like, all right. Yeah. This is, uh, all right. This is what our lives have all led up to. Now, Mrs. Tommy had a question about the uh, the drumstick dildos. Well, at least we have a title. Yeah. No, the, we already have a title. You texted us the title a couple days ago. I did? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, Just go ahead. I thought it was brilliant. But. Go ahead with the drumstick dildos. No, but they were they were like uh, you know they were they were huge. They were like like just gigantically. Gigantic, like it was. What were the questions? The question was like, "Is that real?" And I was like, "No." (laughs) (laughs) And why are you asking? You you didn't send any links. No. Go to this site. Yeah. Message from your pastor. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Do we have anything else? Oh, that was it. The, the, that concludes the email oh, okay. uh, session, and I didn't see any tweets. Man. So I think that's it. Things are drying up, aren't they? We're hitting so, a rough patch here, so to speak. Yeah. So what's going to be the what's going to be the plan for tomorrow? Then are we going to well, live hell, stream? I don't know. Are we going to live stream this, or? Um, I'll tell you what. I will. If I only have a certain amount of time to live, I will tweet it out to everybody. You're just going to tweet the time. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, just assume everything's okay. Just in a tweet, six months. <laughs> yes. I need show recommendations immediately. <laughs> we, yeah, we have 26 episodes left.